Welcome back to Community Conversations here in the Concord TV studio. And we have a first time visitor who's never been in our studio before uh, to talk about our NHTI Community College. So with that, I'm glad to welcome Patrick Tompkins, the president of NHTI. Welcome uh, to the studio here under the bright lights. Glad thank, to have you. Thank you, Josh. It's great to be here. Appreciate being invited. So I was going to say you're the new NHTI president, but you've had actually quite a few months under your belt, I believe. Was it November of last year that you? February 1st. February 1st. February okay. 1st, yeah. So a little bit. How's that acclimation of getting to know the organization, the people? How has that been going? Well, well first was the acclimation to New Hampshire. Right. So we're from, weather, uh, yeah. we're from Virginia, uh, yeah. lived there for 30 years, and we uh, landed here on January 19th, which was the first substantial snow in Concord. We got five inches, and then two days later on Saturday, we got 18 more at my house. So welcome to New Hampshire. Yeah, no, it doesn't welcome you in gently. At least you got to see really the worst of it. <laughs> I did, right? I did, yeah. I did. But then uh, getting to know the college, of course, I did some study of the college before uh, I started the job and uh, was interviewed and came here multiple times. But you don't really know it, just, just like anything else, you don't really know it till you live it. Uh, you may think that five months is many months, but I still feel uh, very new and haven't had a chance to meet all the people uh, that I need to meet, but uh, acclimating and, and getting to know our great faculty and staff and, and the programs that we're offering. So your background coming from Virginia, you worked in education there. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. A right. Bit. So I've got 30 years or so in community colleges. I started out as a, uh, a professor in English, and I thought I would do that for the rest of my career. I never intended to go into administration. And uh, the way I tell it is if my 30-year-old self could look at me now, he would just laugh. <laughs> uh, but I had an opportunity to do some things at the state level in Virginia with community colleges, and that gave me a broader view of things and also a deeper understanding of some of the things we do in community colleges. And so uh, I went back and got a PhD in community college leadership, which was a really interesting, exciting program for me, uh, and then moved into administration first as a dean. Uh, I was in Richmond, and then I went to uh, Hampton and Newport News as a dean, and then uh, provost at a campus in Williamsburg, and then uh, was, was asked to uh, join a college Eastern Shore Community College, which had fallen into some difficulty with enrollment and finances and programming. And uh, we, we worked really hard there to turn that college around. And then uh, I got a call uh, from a former chancellor of the New Hampshire Community College system. And he said, uh, Patrick, there's a position up there at uh, NHTI, and I think it's a great college. And I think uh, it, New Hampshire is a good fit for you and for your family. Yeah, it seems like a really great connection, um, and we, of course, love what NHTI has going on. Now, did your experience as a professor, obviously, once you got into more administrative, you get a broader sense, but did your time as an English professor help prepare you? Did some of that carry over into what you do now? So um, that, that former chancellor, Glenn Dubois, he once remarked that we take our best teachers and we move them into administration. And when I was uh, resisting going into administration, a mentor of mine, Jack Lewis, president at a college, uh, said, Patrick, you really need to go into administration. I said, Jack, you don't understand. I love teaching. And he said, Patrick, you don't understand. Uh, leading is teaching. And so that really turned my mind. And so, yeah, I would say that those experiences in the classroom, working with very different students of different abilities and interests and backgrounds, uh, and adapting, uh, being responsive to them and serving, I think that uh, all of that feeds into the work of a president of a college. Yeah, that's great. Now, your extensive experience with community colleges, if you could share with our audiences, what are some of the benefits 
to going to a community college? What are what are some of the the things that are the, the pros to going and getting your two-year degree? At yeah, the, the thing that, um, it, it may surprise some in your audience, it certainly surprises some of our students. Uh, our biggest asset, quality. We, we have very, very high quality programs. Our professors focus on teaching. That's what we hire them for, and that's what they do their entire careers. Uh, some of them publish and write, uh, but they're not there uh, as researchers who uh, have to work hard to get tenure and are not focusing on their classes. Right. We have very small class sizes. We know our students uh, by name, and so they get very personalized instruction. And the quality comes in because that instruction and that uh, academic experience and the co-curricular experience becomes very individualized and, and very personalized. We also have um, fast program completion, so you don't have to wait four years to get into the economy. You can come to us. We have some programs that are just a couple of weeks long. Uh, I've got blood taken from a phlebotomist who graduated from our program uh, just two weeks ago. So we have some people who want to get a credential and get uh, in the workforce. And then we have really flexible scheduling. So we have classes in the day, in the evening, and online. We have programs that start in August and January, but ones that start in October and, and July as well. Yeah. Right, and, and that fits where no two student has the same story or That's the right. same family experience or they're trying to also manage a part-time job. or So everybody, no matter what sort of their story is, that they can find the classes that work for them, the schedule that work for them, or get some uh, certification, like you said, in phlebotomy or something like that. I didn't know that you could within a couple weeks. So is it, it's like an accelerated program? So we have um, different ranges of credentials. So some of them are a two-year program. That's an associate degree. We might have a certificate that's, uh, that, that's a uh, year long. But phlebotomy is a, is a short-term program. We have other ones where there, there are some where you can come in and um, get, a, get a credential in a day, like a, a ServeSafe, which is a uh, program for um, restaurants and, and safe food handling. Uh, so that it's, it's a whole wide range. And, and many of our programs stack. So you can come in uh, as a medical assistant, and right. that might lead you to licensed nurse aid, and that might lead you into paramedic. And we have a now a paramedic to RN program. So many of our students are repeat customers. They come, they get a credential, they get an experience, they go into the world of work, then they come back to us for more so that they can advance in their career or switch careers. And my math doesn't check out very well, but I would think getting your degree quicker, getting into the workforce quicker is also very beneficial financially that if you're able to, to get your credentials or get a two-year degree and get into the workforce, it's great for the community because they get that worker, a skilled worker, uh, but also that you're not still taking classes for four years. Um, so I, I think that sounds very beneficial. Yeah, that's various uh, student observations. So most of our students cannot afford to take time off of work. Most of our students work while they're uh, in college, and uh, so they, they want to get that. Uh, I, I talked to a student not too long ago. She's a lawyer now uh, in two states. She's licensed in two states. She started with us in paralegal, and she did that because it was a short-term program, and she wanted to have a credential that would lead her to a good-paying job. And she got that in paralegal, and then learned that she, she had what it took to be a lawyer. But you observed the benefit to the community. By us being able to turn around these folks in a quick succession and get these uh, credentials into the economy, it benefits uh, the employers and the community at large. Yeah, absolutely. And on the topic of community that I've noticed just in my involvement in the community that NHTI works with other organizations, community organizations. So not only are they training tomorrow's workforce, but they also provide opportunities to collaborate, to work together. Uh, do you have any examples of sort of some different ways uh, that NHTI does that? 
Yeah, so we're uh, NHTI, Concord's Community College. A lot of folks refer to us affectionately as the tech. We've been around a long time and have a really uh, strong presence in the community. And so employers and community organizations know who we are and they know our phone number and, and how to get in touch with us. Uh, but we're also a community college and the most important word in our name is community. So when I'm meeting city councilors and going to the Rotary Club and the Chamber of Commerce and uh, dentist associations, my job is to say, what do you need? How can, how can we help you? Just today, we had somebody on our campus and uh, they're looking to lease space in our dental clinic uh, so that they can buy, provide dental services uh, to their employees because they don't have uh, the dental clinic uh, where they are. Uh, Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, which provides continuing education, some really cool classes. Uh, they were at Granite State. Now they're gonna be teaching their classes uh, at NHTI. So uh, we have the Sycamore Garden, which works with new Americans uh, who come to NHTI to grow crops and spices that maybe they can't find in Market Basket or, or Hannaford. And yeah. so it's a way for us to connect. We uh, have a weather station. Where we're hooked up with the uh, NIWA Weather uh, Consortium. And so you can go on NEWA's website, look up uh, NHTI, and you can find out. And I, and I do this before I come to work. What's the temperature and is it snowing? What's the wind uh, like? And then we partner with, uh, we have a program in our biology uh, uh, program uh, called seafages, and it's the study of bacteriophages uh, in sea life, and we do that research and we publish that internationally. So we're connected everywhere from uh, the high school through Running Start, through corporations like BAE, through international research. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. It, there's so many, I'll, I'll add one more to the list. Um, I know for the Leadership Greater Concord program on their education day, they do a tour of NHTI and learn more, get a full glimpse of the campus and, and about community college. And, right. Um, so it's just amazing um, that not only are you doing what you do on your campus, but also finding those partnership opportunities. And I think it's vital to, to show the value that NHTI adds to Concord. And that's why I love Concord. We have a strong education sec sector and we have a great chamber like you mentioned. We do. So we're lucky that we're able to, as much as possible, kind of intertwine those branches together and work together. So that's one of the things that attracted me yeah. to NHTI and to Concord. The scale here is, is smaller. Um, and so it's all about relationships and it's all about service. And in a way, you can get a lot more done in a city like Concord and a college like NHTI than you can get done in a larger metropolis or a larger suburban area. So I really enjoy working at the scale where I can know the people who are running these organizations and serving in the organizations, and they know me, and they can pick up the cell phone and give me a call, and we can uh, very, very quickly cut through it and figure out what it is we need to do together and get it done. That's kind of that small town benefit. It We're is. a big small town. It, we are, yeah. we are. I love, yeah. love that about Concord. Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned, um, you had given us an example of a student who you had connected with and talked to and learned more about their story. Are there other instances of some students you've met who you found their story inspirational. Um, you know, I'm sure you've met so many people since you joined February 1st, but, or even faculty members. Are there any examples of people where you went, man, that's, you know, sort of that aha, uh -huh, like I, I like to say it's, a, it's why I do what I do moment. 
Have All you right. had any of those moments? Oh, yeah, every day. So I'll, I'll start with students, but actually I'll mention our faculty and staff first. You know, as I tell my boss, NHTI does not have a talent problem. We've got all the talent we want and uh, people who really love what they're doing and are committed to their programs and committed to students. But every student's story is a success story and it's, it's really inspiring. The woman who came to us uh, for medical assisting, which is a entry level credential and, and, and like the um, paralegal, she, she needed a credential to get quickly into the workforce and earn uh, some money. Uh, but she is now the vice president of an internationally recognized university medical system. And the guy who stopped in and saw me uh, just today and told me he, um, when he, he was really good at math in high school, and when he graduated, he was offered a full ride at University of New Hampshire, and he was offered a significant scholarship at Dartmouth, and he said, I don't want any of that. He said, I want to go to NHTI. He knew he, he, knew he wanted to be a banker. He met a couple of bankers, and he says, what do I need to, to get it done? Computers were just starting there, and so they said, look, if you know something about accounting, and if you know something about this emerging digital, that would really uh, help you out. And then he went on to a career uh, being the uh, chairman and the uh, president of uh, multiple banks. So he said, for a little guy from Keene to, to go all the way there. And uh, his, his story ends with him being the vice president and the chair and president of a bank. But we have smaller stories that are just as significant. That person who's going from working in a fast food uh, environment and then going to work in an office and being able to provide for their family and provide insurance, health insurance, in a way that they weren't able to before they came to us. Yeah, so each story really, um, and like I alluded to before, that each unique story, everyone finds their own path. That's true for life. I mean, it's not just community college, but I love how someone said, what do I need to do to get where I need to go? Right. And that they can do that through NHTI. Now, are there um, sort of, uh, I'm trying to think like, like uh, I know there's admissions counselors, but once you're actually at NHTI, someone, I'm trying, I, I don't think I have the right word for it, but someone who helps you pick your classes, someone who helps you get an honest assessment of the direction you're going? Are there, there, there are people who do that, right? Yeah, so I think that's one thing that uh, community colleges in general do well, and NHTI does uh, especially well. And we've been putting more attention and resources in that area because mm -hmm. we have a lot of folks who come to us and say, I want a better life. Mm -hmm. But my sister, when she was uh, very young, she knew she wanted to be a nurse. And another sister, uh, she knew she wanted to work in an office. So they, they had that pathway. I didn't, and a lot of my other siblings didn't. We knew we wanted a better life, but we didn't know what the opportunities were. And we didn't know what opportunities met with our interests and our experience. And so our advisors and counselors and admissions folks, uh, that's what we specialize in. You can come to us at any point. You can come to us and say, I want to be a nurse. Here's my transcript. Here's how I want to do it. Uh, and and we can help you find that pathway. Or you can come and say, you know, I think I want to do healthcare, but I'm not sure what's out there. Or you can come to us and say, you know, uh, my mom's telling me I need to go to college and I'm not really sure what I want to do. Tell me what the menu is. Right, yeah. So great, yeah, again, that people will pick that path that makes the most sense for them. But with guidance, I think we all need guidance depending where we are Often. in life. Now, I think we've touched upon this, but just for, for folks at home to really clarify, you could be out of high school joining, you could be looking for a second career, you could be any age. It's never too late to go back and 
take classes or change careers or get a certification, something you never have, right? I mean, that's... That's the age, joy. Right? We, yeah. we, we serve high school students. We have high school students mm -hmm. taking college classes and getting college credit for it. Uh, and we have certainly students who are graduating high school and come in June and come to us in August. But we have uh, students all the way up into their 60s and 70s. And uh, some of them have had really great careers, and now they want to do something different. One of our students um, was a high school dropout. And um, he came to us, he came to community college to take a single class uh, when computers were, uh, the personal computer had just started, and he wanted to learn how to use Microsoft Word, and that got him excited. And so he asked, what would it take for me to work in an office? He had always worked in food service. And so he entered into a certificate program in administrative uh, assisting, and uh, got a career in there, and was really enjoying it. Economy falls uh, on hard times, he gets laid off, and he comes back to the community college, and he says, okay, uh, I." I've always been good with plants and always liked plants. I'd like to be a horticulturalist. And so he takes classes. We, we don't have horticulture. This was at another college, but he takes classes in horticulture and he gets a career in horticulture. Then he moves uh, from his home city and loses that job in horticulture and he decides, you know, uh, I want to do something different. And he was always artistic. And so he came and he enrolled in visual arts classes and now he's a professional portrait painter. So that story is not unusual. We, our students are repeat customers. We see them come in, go out, come back in and go out. And that's not a failure the way it might be if a student goes to UNH and drops out and then goes to Keene and drops out and Plymouth and drops out. Our students are uh, not dropping out. They're typically advancing their life to the next stage and then they come back to advance again. And it's a place, by that point, they know it's a great place to get an education. It's a place where they can take the next step in life. Right. So I love that they know that that's a place they can. And they know it's to. affordable. Mm -hmm. And uh, they know it's close, right? So we're known for our location. And uh, New Hampshire, uh, we're, we're live free or die. And we like uh, low taxes and small government. But New Hampshire has held uh, community college tuition steady since 2011. It's gone up from $200, $210 a credit hour to 215 in that 12-year uh, span. This year, uh, our legislature did a great job of funding community college education. And you know, if, the, if you're out there and you know your local uh, representative or senator, you, you should thank them, Democrat, Republican, Independent. Uh, they started a Promise program. And so this is a program for students who may be eligible for financial aid, but not all of their tuition is paid by financial aid, not all of their fee. The Promise program will help do that. For the first time in New Hampshire history, we're funding workforce development. So these are uh, short-term programs that aren't, don't lead to a degree or certificate, but can lead to an industry-recognized credential. Well, until now, the only way to pay for that was if your employer paid it or if you paid out of pocket, but now we have funds for that. And then the legislature uh, expanded funding for dual enrollment, what we call Running Start. And so these are classes that students can take in uh, high school. So all of these demonstrate New Hampshire's commitment to an investment in community colleges because they recognize that in this economy of 1.8% unemployment with an aging workforce where we're going to need hundreds more dental hygienists, hundreds more teachers, that the community college is the place that's going to start putting those credentials into the economy. Yeah, it's nice to have that bipartisan issue. Yes. It's hard to find them sometimes. Sometimes. But, but this is something where everything you said with workforce and it, it's easy to see why we would continue funding that. And I think I had seen, and either you or Amber could correct me, that I think I had seen there was like five consecutive years of 
of tuition freezes, uh, increased freezes. I think I saw this year. Yeah, this year, they, year the right? legislature yeah. uh, funded a, a freeze again. So I'm yeah. coming from Virginia, uh, which is, again, a, that's another fiscally conservative state and a well-managed state. Uh, but Virginia, a, a few years ago, invested in workforce uh, education, and now New Hampshire is doing it. And so for me, coming in as a new president and seeing New Hampshire fund community colleges like this, it tells me that New Hampshire finds value. And they find value because we're able to demonstrate to them the difference that we make in uh, the community. That's, this is all so great. So much information here. It's been great to have you. Before we wrap up, are there any other programs or initiatives or something coming up here that you wanted to just mention that's coming up as we kind of wrap up the summer? And, yeah, I want yeah. to mention just some, some really cool things about uh, NHTI. We uh, are on a 250-acre campus on the Merrimack River. It's gorgeous there. We're the only community college in New Hampshire that has dorms on campus. We have 15 athletics teams, women's and men's sports, including uh, eSports. We have a literary journal that's 35 years old, which is one of the oldest uh, in the country. So we've got this rich, uh, vibrant campus uh, life. And so it's not just a parking lot, classroom parking lot. You know, you can get the whole experience. And then our academic programs, uh, some of those are unique. We're the only dental hygiene program in uh, New Hampshire. And when you get your teeth clean, ask the hygienist where they went to school. And they're going to tell you that they came to NHTI. Our orthopedic program, the only one east of the Mississippi. So we have signature, high-quality, highly accredited uh, programs that lead to really good jobs. And I don't know that folks always understand the depth of our programming and the uh, height of the quality that we have at our community colleges, including NHTI. That is great. Those are great things to point out and things that maybe the folks at home weren't aware of. And that location is incredible because you get the Horseshoe Pond. Yes. You have, I know, uh, the McCall Shepherd Discovery Center is your neighbor Good right there. Good friends of ours. Right Good friends of us, yours. Yes. They just have a new playground they put in. And then you're not that far of a walk away from the Franklin Pierce Mans, Kimball Jenkins yeah. estate, which are just kind of a, just a couple of rock throws away. But and this year we're, we're hosting the New Hampshire uh, Hockey Club Academy. So they're going to be using one of our dorms and they're collaborating with uh, uh, Brady Sullivan, uh, yep. Bishop Sullivan, uh, to, to give uh, young hockey players uh, some more experience. And so there's another example of uh, community collaboration. Those students will be on our campus and contributing to the vibrant environment. That is so great. Patrick, I want to thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you, Josh. This has been great. We definitely should have you back because uh, there's so much more. There, I, I feel like there's a whole series here, not just one episode here. Um, and as always, Concord TV, we love working with you guys, collaborating um, with the amazing staff and faculty at NHTI. We appreciate that. Remember, we're a community college. We serve the community. That's what we're here for. Perfect. Love that. And so with that, uh, Patrick Tompkins, the president of NHTI, thanks for being on the program. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to Community Conversations here on Concord TV. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love if you subscribed, if you like the video, if you comment on it, that would be super helpful. Uh, and if you have feedback, if you had questions for NHTI, feel free to, to mention that. Or if you'd like to learn about other organizations, let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Until next time, thanks for watching.